According to a new survey, nearly half of physicians do not trust that their hospital or system leaders are honest and transparent. And physicians also distrust that these executives are making good decisions for their organization and for patients. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily. It's Tuesday, July 18th. The results come from a national survey of 333 physicians conducted by strategic healthcare communications consulting firm Gerard Inc., which is part of Chartis. The group surveyed a range of physicians across areas of practice, including primary and specialty care, and over a wide range of years in practice. They also talked to physicians employed in different settings, including nonprofit and investor backed systems, and those who work in independent practices. On today's episode, we listen to my conversation with David Girard, executive chairman of Girard Inc., about the survey and how it reflects growing issues within the healthcare industry, as well as some of the takeaways that hospital executives should take away from the findings. To kick off our conversation, David told me why his group was particularly interested in conducting this survey right now. Our interest was trying to go a little deeper, or maybe a little beyond just the expression of burnout, which is I guess it's become a cliche to understanding, well, can you express that level of exhaustion or um, stress in ways that are actually helpful to a healthcare system or to someone who works with the providers so we can do something about it? So it's not an, it's not an end state. It leads us to something that, that can be actionable for our clients and for others who are interested in helping physicians. And so we explored these sort of broader questions uh, in this survey, and that led us to this. So let's look at some of what you learned as a result of the survey. So barely half of physicians responded that they trust that their organization's leaders are honest and transparent. And since this is a report that aims to go a little bit deeper on burnout, when you hear that, what does that signal to you? Well, it's not good. barely half, barely half uh, trust the leadership of the organization to do the right things, do the right things uh, in terms of business decisions and do the right things for uh, sort of patient-centric decisions. Um, That cannot not be concerning, right, and and keep people's attention. Now, we know that we're in an environment where fewer people trust anybody about anything. So it's, it's right to sort of recognize the environment we're in. We're in the age of distrust and mistrust and and misinformation, and, and people are more skeptical, it feels to me, in this environment they've been, I don't know, in, in years and years, and, 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 maybe, and maybe ever, and maybe, maybe rightly so. So, it's, so some of that is an element of this as well. It's seeped in because we all live, sort of live in the, in the community. But also, healthcare itself is exhausting in sort of its Byzantine work and approach, and I think physicians um, bear the great burden of that. And when half of the physicians say they mistrust their leaders. Um, we take it as, a, as another kind of signal, different than a burnout signal, um, that we're reaching, you know, I dare flip into another cliche, that we're reaching a tipping point, right? When physicians feel like this is not an environment in which they can, not only which they can operate, but in which they can fill their own calling um, and mission. And it's particularly important, we think, particularly for the health system clients that we work with who are desperate to keep their physicians. They're being recruited. They're being wooed by private equity-backed organizations that 
They frankly are smaller and leaner and able to pay a different kind of attention to physicians than our other larger and more complex health system clients. And so there's a, I mean, there's certainly a war for talent, but there's particularly a war for this particular level of talent, physicians and, and caregivers. And so this level of mistrust, which is different for our big system providers than our private providers, has got to be something that, that our organizations can address. One thing that this study found was that physicians don't even trust that hospital leaders are making good business decisions. And it stands to reason that if executives were maybe less familiar with the medical or caregiving side, that the belief was that they'd be making good decisions on the financial or operational side. So first, was that a surprise to see as part of the survey? And outside of just being in an age of distrust, as you just mentioned, what do you think is playing into that? Uh, so it's really good, uh, serious questions. First, it's probably worth emphasizing, we, we don't suspect that we went from full trust before the pandemic to now this high level of distrust. I mean, physicians, of course, are scientists and are skeptical by nature and problem finders by nature, which is what you want. When you go to the doctor, they, you know, how are you doing? I don't know. Let me tell you what's wrong with you. That's what they do, right? So they're good at that. So there's a natural sort of built-in skepticism to, to good physicians. It's what you want. So some of that's there. Um, we feel this is a higher number and more mistrust than there has been in the past. At the same time, um, with the scrutiny that the provision of care has received, from all sort of walks of life, Republicans, Democrats, progressives, conservatives, um, the issue of healthcare and how it is paid for and how it is managed by the people who have those funds um, has become more than just a side issue that raises its head during a, like a pair negotiation or um, a labor issue. Right? It has become, um, in a sense, in, in the, the political talking point in the water and so we're paying attention now more than ever to the cost of care. Um, and when healthcare is paid for in the large numbers that it is, the millions and billions of dollars it's spent, how those funds are managed and handled. And I think there's an increasing level of scrutiny and skepticism that they're being managed and handled well. And I think physicians sort of are, are obviously like close to the ground and witnessing that and, and have opinions about it. Drilling down further to the care delivery side of the matter, barely half of physicians trust that hospital executives are making good patient-related decisions. Was there any indication from physicians what those concerns were? So there's, there's a, uh, one of the findings was a group that followed a question of what would, what would make your job better? What would increase your satisfaction? What would make you... Um, sort of happier in the provision of, of care and doing your job. And what was fascinating to us is that the answers are not, if you will, uh, brain surgery or, or rocket science, right? There are things like um, find time for me to uh, take a bathroom bake, make sure that I can have access to my medication, make sure that I can have access to my towels. If there's patient data out there, you know, make it accessible to me. It, it's not like the physicians uh, in the survey are asking for like extraordinary new procedures or equipment or although I'm sure that's that's part of it always, but just make the execution of my work so I can serve my patients better. And so we, sometimes we think about patient decisions as being, you know, significant strategic decisions or investments. And maybe that's part of it, it's just, you know, services that are opened or closed or something like that. 
But our, our strong suspicion, and it's reflected in a number of the conversations we've had with physicians, it's the day-to-day stuff. It's what can help me put my hands on my patients to make them better. And particularly interesting in that set of uh, findings was that when we think about transparency, like having more insight into finances and other data and decisions that are being made, on, on the list of questions we asked about what would make you happier, financial transparency is on the list, but it's, it's hard to discern that it's much different from make sure I have bathroom breaks, make sure that I have water breaks, you know, treat me and my colleagues um, as humans. That can be just as important as making sure they see, you know, a different kind of level of financial transparency than they've had in the past. And what's, what excites us about that is it's, it's very doable. There's nothing to be necessarily discovered there. It's can your organization find the time and the wherewithal and find the space to allow this to happen? These are people working in a space where trust is paramount. And one thing I'm curious about is, are there any concerns about that trust gap and how it impacts how hospitals operate and, by extension, how care is delivered? It's a great question. Yes. And an element of this that we found is is it's not that trust doesn't exist. It certainly does. There's strong trust between physicians and their peers. And there's trust with physicians and other caregivers. And in that, they're not any like unlike any, any other working groups. You trust the people who are right, right along beside you, shoulder to shoulder um, in the work. And there's an opportunity for health systems and other employers to recognize that, right, and facilitate that and foster that and take advantage of that sort of recognizing that there is a gap, and I suspect there always have been and probably always will be a gap between the most senior leaders, chief financial officers, chief executive officer in an organization, and the physicians and nurses who are on the ground. We did a nurses survey, same kind of findings. I trust my peers most. I trust my manager second most. What's sometimes a challenge for a complicated system is to acknowledge that and take advantage of that. It's easier, frankly, for the C-suite to do a video and communicate to 10,000 people and think that communications has been accomplished and trust has been established. You know, the failure of communications is usually the thought that it actually occurred, right? But it's the hard work of recognizing that these sort of grassroots relationships are where trust actually happens, right? And and important decisions actually, when I'm talking about important patients' decisions, um, actually occur and foster that. It partly is hard because it's just a different, for some organizations, it's just a mind shift, right, that that trust actually happens in these places. But for a lot of organizations, it's inefficient. It's inconvenient to spend the time and and make that kind of investment um, in physicians and in relationship building and providing that level of transparency that um, takes work and time. And no one has, no one has time. Uh, anymore. So I want to hit on something that's been a through line during this conversation. As part of the survey, physicians were asked to provide open text responses to the question, what is the number one thing that could help increase your trust in the leaders of your organization? And around one third of those responses included either the words transparency or transparent or honest and honesty. And those aren't just buzzwords. Uh, That's something that everyone wants. Do you think 
that that's something that needs to be reinforced with the people in the C-suite? And do you think that this is something that effectively needs to be a two-way street between the C-suite as well as physicians? Uh, yes, it absolutely has to be a, a two-way street. And that, yes, and that word struck us as well. And it's our sense by transparency, they, they don't mean a full data flow of information all the time from the CFO's office or from whatever the data bank that may be occurring that sort of runs the operation of their hospital or their employer. That, you know, data points and, you know, Excel spreadsheets can be helpful. But I, I, we strongly suspect by transparency, there's really a desire for engagement, right, conversation and give and take about the kind of decisions that are being made and why they're being made. I think there's certainly recognition, because we're all adults here, that sometimes information can be shared. A lot of times it can be shared, and sometimes it can't be shared because either either the organization's not ready or it's 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 a sensitive piece of strategic information. And I think I think physicians are more than welcome to sort of recognize recognize the limitations of everything that can be shared. So I'd, sometimes folks hear transparency and think it just means like this full throated. Um, exposure in the sunshine of all information. I don't think it's the case at all. I think it's a desire to be more engaged, right? To hear more, to be a participant in the conversation. Which, and just like the earlier part of our conversation, JC, is it's just work. It takes work to walk the halls and around. It takes work to have those, you know, evening meetings when the doctors can actually meet and share and to listen to them and their thoughts, some of which are going to be great and some of which are going to be crazy and they has to be absorbed and managed. And, and I know we're focused on physicians, rightly so, because of the care they delivered and their level of, of exhaustion. But the C-suite's exhausted too, right? And, and they're worn out too. Everyone's tired. Um, and there's always exception, but most people are trying to do their best. And so how to work through that together and be transparent about that, I think can be as important as you know, here's the patient volume on the third level at the nurse's station. What are we going to do about that kind of information? With that in mind, you know, all parties are exhausted. It's been a tremendous past three years. And though we're moving into a new phase, uh, you know, we're past the pandemic, but we're still feeling its ripple effects, um, certainly throughout the healthcare industry, uh, workforce shortages, for example. Um, as you mentioned, it's going to take work to make that mind shift. Uh, but for hospital executives that are listening right now that are concerned, I guess what's some parting wisdom to get that ball rolling, as it were? Um, what's not necessarily helpful is sort of a, a whole body re-examination and strategic uh, redesign of, of some of these relational elements, although in some cases that might be, that might be exactly right. But if there's something to do, it's start small, it's walk the halls, it's, it's get out for a cup of coffee, and not with every single physician on, on your staff list, but you know the 15 that matter, right? They're opinion leaders, and it's not necessarily by their title. It's the ones who, who are around the water cooler or who share information or consider role models of others and um, meet them and engage with them um, and explore this. You can do surveys internally and understand sort of uniquely how some of these questions might be answered by your physicians, and that, that may be an element as well. But it's, it's hard to over, overstate um, how important human interaction is 
right now. There's a, there's a lot of tools that can be used and, and should be used and um, sort of broad programs that can be developed. But the value of, of a handshake and some personal time is greater than it's, than it's ever been. And I, th I think that's a reflection of the rise of social media. I think it's a reflection of our pandemic isolation um, and this general level of mistrust that is really fostered when people are so far away from each other. It makes it so easy to demonize someone you don't interact with. But man, to um, just like physicians want to want to be in the same room with a patient, if, if people from the suite from the C suite can be in the room with physicians, a lot of questions that may seem mysterious can get answered. That was David Gerard, executive chairman of Gerard Inc. He joined me to talk about the results of his group's recent national physician survey that found that nearly half of physicians do not trust that their organization's leaders are honest and transparent and the role this distrust may play in burnout. You can find a link to that survey at gisthealthcare.com. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. We'll be back with healthcare business and policy news updates tomorrow, as always, in 10 minutes or less. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at gisthealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The Gist Healthcare Daily Podcast is an independent production of Gist Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.